Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Trail Culture. I'm your host, Em Robertson, and I'm so stoked that you guys are tuning in. Today we're going to be dabbling in the world of road running, and we've got comrades and road running legend Alan Robb joining us today. He boasts four comrades wins, as well as being the first person to run under 5.30 on the comrades route. He brings years and years of consistency in training and racing to the table, and Alan is still going, still running these routes and can still put most of us youngsters to shame on any classic road time trial route. Hope that you guys enjoy the episode. Okay. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Trail Culture. Um, today we are welcoming a road running legend. Um, Comrades, two oceans, this man has got many, many years of experience. Welcome Alan Robb to the podcast. Alan is very well known for his four comrades wins, as long as well as being the person in South Africa who holds the most gold medals, 12 comrades gold medals, which means that he's finished in the top 10 12 times, um, making him the person with the most, with Bruce Fordyce in a close second with 11. Um, and yeah, as I said, years of experience, 42 consecutive comrades. For some of us, that's more comrades than years we've been alive. Um, and as well as that, he's got 22 oceans, mar- uh, full ultra marathons under the belt, um, with one of his best performances being putting him in second place in a time of three hours, 18 minutes. So for those of you who know those routes and do those runs, you know that that is a super respectable time. So today we're going to be hearing what what wisdom Alan Rob has for us for, for from his training and years of experience. So welcome, Alan. It's really good to have you on the podcast. Yeah, thanks very much for having me. Yeah. No, it's awesome to chat to you. And I remember I met Alan, I think, four or five years ago. Um, my parents had moved to Port Alfred and I joined the local running club and yeah we struck up a conversation and uh as the time trial started there's an 8k and a 5k time trial here at the Kawi striders and i thought that i was quite fast and as the time trial started alan and his friends very quickly pulled away from me and i didn't see them again (laughs) for the rest of the time trial um so yeah i think excited to to kind of yeah, some of the wisdom. I couldn't believe it when I met you. Uh, yeah, how many comrades runs you've done? I think I was training a couple of people for comrades, and then I realized that I was speaking to road running royalty. Alan, before we get into your comrades' experience, I want to chat about just how you got into running. Um, so when when did you start running, and how did you get into the sport? I actually only started running when I was in matric because I actually used to be a swimmer. I was quite a good swimmer. And then our new sportsmaster arrived and he decided uh, that our school should take part in cross-country, which we'd never done. And he made us all run a cross-country route around our school. And then and uh, I actually won it. Oh. And from there, uh, I, you know, I sort of thought, that, you know, I, I enjoyed it. And I, I just started running from then. And, and I... I was getting a bit bored with swimming, you know, just swimming up and down <laughs> the links and seeing the same black line at the bottom of the pool. Yeah. And um, I started running then, and then uh, I won quite a few r- cross-country races at school and then went to the army, and we had to run in the army, did lots of running there. And uh, uh, only probably a, a year after I'd come out the army that I actually suddenly just started 
road running and uh, from then on I'd, I ran my very first ra- road race, I'd never run, it was a 32 kilometre race from Joburg to Krugersdorp and uh, I entered it, I wasn't a member of a club or anything like that and I entered it and I won the race Oh wow! and carried on running from then. And and did you feel like you knew you'd be a distance runner, Alan? What were the cross-country distances that you were doing? Cross-countries at school then were only 5Ks. Okay. And then Army as well was about that. I ran a little bit of track at the Army, but it, I, I just found out the longer the race went, the better I, I was. So, uh, okay. And it was only you know after I did that 32K race that it uh, and then my very next race, I ran, out, I ran a marathon, my very first marathon. I did, and I think it was two hours, 35 minutes. Oh, wow, that's that's very decent for your mm. debut marathon. Mm. And, Alan, when you were getting into this, I mean, was road running as popular as it was now, or was it st- as it is now, or was it still kind of a developing sport? No, it was very much a developing sport. I mean, t- a lot of the races you'd... And you probably get about 100, 150 runners. Okay. And uh, it's, it's slowly started taking off uh, from uh, probably when TV coverage started. Uh, they used to have a bit of TV coverage, but only highlights of the race. And, that, and I think that's when it sort of really started taking off. But when I started, you'd get 150, maybe 200 runners. Sure. Okay. So not not like the start lines that you see no, today. Nothing like today. No. And Alan, the I know with road running, there's a lot of um, people, like there's certain time barriers or goals that people like the say the sub um, ninety minute half marathon is like a big uh, goal for a lot of people, or the sub two hour half and things like that. Were were you as focused on kind of running specific times, or did you just r- kind of run? your pace and then realize this is this is quite quick uh, initially I, d- I just started running just to go and go and run the race and j- just sort of run as hard as i could and and see i you know i, I had no idea you know what a, what a good marathon time was then when i first yeah. started or what a good like comrades time you know my first comrades i would i just went out to just go and run it just to finish it and yeah and that's uh but it, it slowly sort of, you know, after I'd run a couple of races, did I realise, you know, like a 2.35 was a pretty good time, or um, like a 32K, my first one was one hour 48 minutes, and and then I sort of realised that they were pretty good times, and then you started training and, that, and aiming for certain goals to yes. try and better it, yeah. Okay. No, that's amazing. And and Alan, running partners. I mean, where? So you were based in Joburg, I think, when you were training for most of your comrades' events, or were you in? Where were you in the world? No, I was in Joburg for most of my life. From yeah. from from high school, I was in Joburg, and when I started running, I, I did all my running by myself during oh, really? the, during okay. the week. Um, apart from when she's. We started doing a bit of speed work and hill work and that type of thing. There were groups of us, but otherwise, uh, in the mornings and that, I'd run by myself. And then, you know, Sundays when we did long runs, we obviously run with the the club or have a group of us uh, go together. But uh, a lot of my training was done by myself. Okay, and how how did you find your your club, Alan? Um, I'd I'd heard about Jamison Kelly's, and that, at that time, Jamison Kelly was probably. The, the best club in the country as far as road running and cross country yes. and, and, and then there were only about six 
six clubs in Joburg. Okay, wow. And, so, and they were the best club. And although I didn't live in Germiston, I lived quite far from Germiston, <laughs> uh, I decided, you know, if I wanted to do, do well, I've got to join a good club with good runners. So I joined Germiston Kelly's. And um, Alan and I were having a chat just before this, and in about two weeks' time, Alan has been part of the Germiston Kelly's for 50 years which is an incredible track record mm. with that club. And I'm sure they're still happy to have you in. Yeah, no, I'm still, uh, well, I'm an honorary life member of the club. And uh, yeah, as you say, next, next, next month I'll be, will have been a member for 50 years. Oh, you're going to have to go and maybe run that local time trial route again. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to tell them. I don't think any of the new committee members realize how long I've been there. Yeah, that's that's crazy, Alan. Fifty mm. years is really something. And um, Alan, b- before we get into the comrade stuff, I know something that you've been quoted on before is just train like you must train hard and race hard. Um, and was that how you trained for most of your life? And you had a full time job. I think running what it is today, people with f- who can run full time and do this as a career wasn't really an option for for you back then. Um, so how yeah how did your your weeks look with fitting your training in between work and seeing friends and this and that? Well yeah my first uh, you know couple of years you know we pulled, you know you as you say we we worked hard we trained hard we did partied hard and everything <laughs> like that but uh, yeah but uh, I just. Uh, had to fit it in, you know, I had to get, normally I'd get up at about half past four in the morning uh, and go for my, go for about an hour's run. And then those days, t- you know, work, th- those days you had to catch a bus into t- into town, into Joburg to work at that, yeah. and then walk, walk to work and then back home and get home at about, probably at about half past five, six in the evening and then go for another run in the evening. And uh, so it was, yeah, we worked, we all work for a living. It's not like today we have the, the top comrades guys t- taking a couple of a couple of weeks or months of unpaid leave and that to rest and train for comrades. And that yeah. uh, I mean, my comrades, I, I always I, I work the day before comrades, and then I'd, I'd fly down to Durban at six o'clock that evening and run the race the next day. And then be back at work on yeah, Monday. And then back, <laughs> take a day's leave and be back at work two days later. Yeah. Yeah. No, crazy. Uh, yeah, we worked hard and everybody, as I say, worked for a living and had to fit, it, fit in our times early, in. early in the mornings or late at night. And Alan, did you keep a manual training log or did you kind of go on, on feel with a rough idea of what mileage you were doing per week or did you go on intensity? How did you, how did you view your training? Uh, no, I, ke- I kept a training log. Um, I regret it to this day because at the end of each year, then I used to just chuck it away and start a new <laughs> one. So I'd, uh, I'd, I'd often like to look back at some of the races. There are lots of races I forgot that I even ran and, and the type of training that we did. But uh, yeah, um, yeah uh, I just did, you know, I used to do one, one time trial a week uh, in Joburg. Probably the most popular one was uh, the old Ed's time trial. You know, it was eight k's, and if you didn't run under twenty-seven minutes, you wouldn't even come in the first thirty in the race. Oh wow! It's, it's, uh, the most, and uh, and I used to do some speed work, some uh, training on uh, the Wonders track, which was a grass track, 
and we used to do 400 meter sprints and 200 meter sprints uh, there or else we'd go into the golf course which is very good really good strength and speed training and we uh, started the first tee and sprint to the next hole then jog to the next tee and sprint <laughs> to the next uh, so the golf course is very good training for you because it's thick grass and it's undulating and yeah. uh, if you do 18 holes of that kind of speed work it that adds it's, up. it's hard work yeah <laughs> and then I live at uh, there's quite a well-known hill in Joburg called Sylvia Pass, mm. and I lived about a kilometre from that, and I used to do my hill training up and down Sylvia Pass. Okay. Wow. No, Alan, that is amazing. The training on the golf course, I wonder, maybe we'll see some people introducing that into their, their training. And um, Alan, did you ever work with a coach? Was that a big thing? Did people work with coaches? Were most people self, self-made? No, when it came to road running, I, I never had a coach. And when it came to road running, nobody had coaches. You know, there the were track coaches and that type of thing. But uh, when it came to road running, there were no road running coaches around yeah. in that time. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And it's not so you didn't consider it uh, later on. You were just kind of you knew what you needed to do. Yeah, I'd, I just carried on, and you know, you, you you speak to other guys and see what what type of training that they're doing, and you sort of. You know, think about it and try it and see if it's if it's going to suit you and that type of thing, and maybe modify your training a bit and that. But that's how we used to run, just see what other guys were doing. Oh, nice! I'm glad that you guys were open and you shared your 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 training with mm. one another. There's mm. no secretive secret training. No, uh, <laughs> no, the guys used to do secret training. You know, they <laughs> do a long run. They tell you they don't know it. Uh, if we just did a 25k run, mind. In the meantime, he's done a 40k run or something like that. And you know, then they you, don't, you don't tell them that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, and Alan, okay, going into the the comrade stuff, I know that this is something that you are well known for. You've been, you've presented the, I think the prizes at comrade. You've been invited back. You know, I think you mm. must know the route from Peter Maritzburg to Durban and vice versa, like the back of your hand. Um, I sometimes wonder, you know, because you know, I ran at 42 consecutive and then because of uh, one or two health issues, I gave it a break for a couple of years and then I, I ran it again and uh, I suddenly, you know, came around the corner and suddenly I re- thought, yes, I've run it 42 times, I forgot about this hill or I forgot <laughs> about this downhill and that's a... Um, it t- takes a couple of years, quite a few years for people to get to know the course and that's... Uh, uh, where the hills are on that and yeah. you can say guys who've run it many years still forget about all, it's all the little what they call the no name brand hills the little oh, short yes. little ones that uh, people forget about that, uh, that still you know, hurt you never know the exact route even you know people say um, uh, should I drive the route the day before and have a look at it I tell them you're wasting your time because you're, gonna you're, you're never going to remember all the hills <laughs> and plus on the day there's thousands of people and cars all over and it's going to look completely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I think on the day, the vibe, the, like mm. thousands and thousands of runners, I couldn't believe my the first time I, I went to wa- watch one of my athletes run um, and I did had no idea w- what to expect and uh, that start mm. line is really a special um, mm. place. Yeah, just seeing everybody, all shapes and sizes, nationalities come together and I've every, a lot of people have got 
most people have got a story and uh, yeah that camaraderie that you do see where the comrades i think gets its name from yeah um, that's fantastic the the day of the race i love the race because it's the camaraderie of the spectators and the runners and everything like that i really enjoy it yeah that's amazing and Alan, what made you pick Comrades? Was that just you were like, this is the kind of a long, the longest run and I'm going to try? Or was there something specific? Did someone tell you about it? No, uh, when I was in school, they used to have uh, a radio commentary on Comrades. Oh, okay. They used to, like, sort of in, in the 60s, they, it was every hour on the hour, they would cross over to, to Radio Port Natal and have a, just about a five-minute commentary on the race. And I, and I used to listen to it. Uh, listen to guys like Jackie Mecklen and Tommy Malone winning it, and, and you, know, you know, I just sort of thought then that you know it would be nice to to run it. But yeah. you know, uh, you know, at school I wasn't really I wasn't running at school apart from when I started in matrix. So, uh, but it was sort of always in the back of my mind, and only when once I'd started and joined the club that I uh, got involved with the guys, and then I decided I'd just go and run it and see what it oh, felt amazing. like. Amazing. And Alan, your first run in 1974, mm. that was a 6.606 time. I mean, that is, I think most people dream of, of running a, a 6.06. And any expectations going into that first run? Did you try and pace yourself? Did I mean, nine, what was your longest run before that? I mean, was 90K just an unknown kind of My mileage for you? That comrades was it was only the fourth race I'd ever run. You know, I'd, I'd run that 32. I ran a marathon, uh, and I ran that's the the Corky Ultra, and that was all. And uh, I just entered comrades just to go and run and, and finish. Yeah. And uh, you know, I knew nothing about the route. That you know, you didn't get you know brochures of comrades as to where uh, Buitas Hill was or Mchango or anything like that. I yeah. had no idea where they were or how big they were or I'd never been along the route or anything like that. So I just basically ran out to to go and finish the race. And uh, fortunately, like I said, you know, the, I found that the, the longer the race was, the better I did. Yeah. And uh, I was running up with one or two other club mates and they just uh, I just kept up with them kept going and uh, fortunately you know I had a I had a very good run I, t I probably could have won it if, if I had a second I didn't have a second oh right? wow. uh, so I probably only had about four or five drinks along the route oh, because yeah. traffic then was chaos because the traffic could follow you along the route and it was just bumper to bumper cars oh, so, so you were weaving in between the cars yeah so um uh yeah just had uh, had a very good run and uh, you know to, to this day i think if if i had a second or somebody who knew the route or t that because uh, the first guy was only i think three and a half minutes in front of me oh wow so was that your first run you were 606 and second third, so i was third third oh yeah, my the goodness the second guy was a minute ahead of me and you know i couldn't see him so but if i if i had a had had a second who knew the route and everything and yeah. told me you yeah. know you know you always think you know if could have should have would have <laughs> you know yeah no there's lots yeah. of that 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 goes on and 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 i mean 606 is a super respectable time but i think the big fuss came um when you were the first runner to break that 530 barrier um that was in 1978 so that was a couple of years after you'd mm. you'd um started your kind of comrades journey 
and you had a 20 minute lead on on Dave Wright in that year which is a that is yeah really decent and what was that your perfect run I mean did everything just come together on the day and you just could yeah at what point compared to your other races did you realize this is this is different no, that's a, that was definitely my, my best comrades I've ever run, you know, and it, I, I trained hard f for it because then we'd, uh, you know, start doing quite a lot of speed work and shorter races and, you know, lots of time trials and a lot more hill training and everything like that. And uh, I, was, I was really fit and uh, that day sort of just everything came right and on the day, I mean, I... Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I took the lead at halfway, so I, I ran the whole the whole second half by yeah. myself. I had nobody to push me or anything like that. So it, sure. it was just a, a really good day for me. And opening up a twenty minute gap, I mean, that's yeah, that's significant. Um, and did you were you looking over your shoulder, or did you just decide I'm just going to run as hard as I can and see? No, and also then you know then I had seconds on motorbikes. You know, so that it, it was easier for them to get through the traffic and everything yes. like that, and you know, give me more drinks and tell me where I was and who was behind me and how far and everything. So I got lots of information and that, and you know, I just just ran and also been a down runner. I was I was a very good downhill runner. Okay. And uh, so um, I think that was also helped a lot. But uh, it was just a very good day that day. And Alan, did you change quite a lot between? I mean, that was was that your fourth attempt at comrades that you did that five thirty time? Mm. And had you did you change year for year? Did you kind of look at what you were doing and decide, I'm going to try something different. I'm going to bring in more of this or that type of training. How did you make those decisions? Uh, yeah, I I changed from seventy four to seventy eight. Firstly, by doing speed work because I'm, I'm not I'm not very I haven't got any natural speed, uh, and I'm not a very good hill runner, so I, I concentrated on on doing that type of thing a lot more of that. I think my my strengths are I'm physically I'm strong and, and mentally strong. I think those are my my two strengths. So I, I did a lot of the um, a lot of speed work, a lot of hill work, and. Uh, mm -hmm. And probably a couple of extra extra long runs as well. Okay, and mileage-wise, Alan, year to year, what would you do in a full training year? A full training year, uh, it's difficult. I'd probably get between January and comrades. I'd probably get probably about two and a half thousand to three thousand k. Yeah. Okay. You know. That's uh, a lot of training, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. And then, you know, then after comrades, you know, there weren't any other long runs. So, you know, your mileage mileage dropped the second half of the, of the year quite a bit. So, uh, but, yeah, we were all, we, in those days, everybody was just mileage freaks. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah, they just wanted big weeks, yeah. week in, yeah. week out. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, I mean, did you, were you doing 100k weeks consistently, 100k yes, yeah. plus, and... Was and you managed no injuries, managed to maintain that. No, I was very lucky with injuries. You know, got got a few little aches and pains, but nothing, nothing really serious or anything like that. I was very lucky with that. Yeah. yeah. No, so. that's great. And Alan, I mean, looking at the the comrades' times now, I think the the record time I'm going to say only in inverted commas is is only ten minutes quicker than 
than your best time. Um, and I think when you ran, yeah, that 530, I mean, you had seconds, but the kit wasn't what it was. I don't know. I don't know what shoes you ran your 530 in, but I know you, I think your first run you did in, was it Tiger Boston's? Is that was the yeah, name of the right, shoe? Yeah, that's right, yeah. It's like not a, not a really a run-specific shoe, and now you've got specialized gear, um, I mean, nutrition that's basically weighed out for athletes. It's it's very technical. It's very um, kind of specialized. And I I was quite surprised to see that, that 10 minutes was kind of the the difference over so many years and thinking of all the kind of the extra help that, that runners have now. Um, any comment on that? I mean, do you feel like these times, what would you like to see from the comrades' times in the future? I'm, well... You know, when you look at what they they do in these days, you you would think that they would actually even run quicker because we, uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago we were talking with a few running friends of mine. We were talking about my 5:29 and the, the guy who ran 5:14 this year. Yes. Uh, well, the course was three three k shorter than what I ran. Oh wow! Okay. You know, I ran 90 k's. There, it was 87 k's this year. Yeah. So if you take those three k's, it's say an average of four minutes. Okay, that's 12 minutes. Yeah. So if you take 12 minutes off my 529, that comes to 517. Yes. And then you know, if you look at the shoes that they run now and the shoes that we ran in, it's, yeah. it's completely different. Yeah. Um, and the guys, like I say, you know, I worked the day before comrades and flew down. You know, these guys yeah. are taking uh, days or weeks, or you know, off, you know, to train for comrades and. They go into altitude, altitude training and stuff Crazy. like that, yeah. which we never did. Uh, so um, we sometimes we sort of think that you know, comparing my five twenty nine and the five fourteen, you know, there's not it's not yeah fantastic time like people are saying compared yeah. to what we were doing in in those days. I mean, we you know we trained hard, we had to work and everything like that and had families to look after and all that yeah. as well. So. And do you think, Alan, if you had the kind of training b- benefits or style that people train with now with the full-time, the kit, the everything, I mean, do you feel like you could have gone, you could have taken even more time off that, that 529? I think so. Well, if you look at the shoes, I think uh, I, I saw an article in the paper that they reckon that the, these new fancy shoes that they got can probably take you get about a 10 percent advantage sure. over the shoes that we ran in and, and i mean ours were just flat very very thin shoes and uh, these other new thick lightweight shoes you know with more bounce in them or yeah. whatever and that's yeah. there so and nutrition we didn't have any kind of nutrition or anything like that all we we ran uh, and we just had coke and water on the runs. That's yeah. all we had, nothing else. There were no fancy pills and drinks and <laughs> sustenance and, and all of that type of thing yeah. at all. Yeah, I think the nutrition thing is a, is a big one. And even mm. I saw um, someone, I can't remember who, what interview it was, one of the run magazines. And um, the night before Comrades, you would have your cheeseburger, chips and castle lights. That was the pre, mm. pre-race nutrition. And... Um, yeah, I think I wonder what would happen if you gave that to one of the, the other runners today. Yeah, I sometimes wonder. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we just we just ate what was served in front of us. Yeah, and that was it. Yeah. 
And I don't know, I mean, one of the other things you guys wouldn't have run with watches. Um, so in terms of pacing a 90k run, did you go on feel? Um, was there any point where, like, I'm sure you, with all that training, you, you knew your body quite well, but how did that go? Did you run and then you, you would run until, you know, okay, this is a comfortable pace for me. I know that this feels good or yeah. How did that, how did that work? Yeah, we didn't have the fancy watches, you know. Those days, you, when you timed yourself, you know, you've got your watch and you had your big hand on the six and the little hand, or the little hand on the six and the big hand on the twelve, and you just <laughs> run. You know, you didn't have any fancy stopwatches or anything like that, and yeah. or, or the things to measure your heart and uh, stuff like that. You know, you know, like we often say, we. We kn- we knew when we were tired. We didn't have to ever watch to tell. <laughs> yeah, <tired. laughs> and I mean with things like that, Alan, did you did you ever were you ever running in the comrades and you thought, okay, I'm in trouble. I've gone out too too fast. Um, things like that. Did you just push through that sort of pain? Yeah, you have to. You know, comrades, you do. You get you you're gonna have a bad patch somewhere along the route. You know, and you've just got to you know fight through it you know sometimes it it, it happens you know and maybe your bad patch will last the rest of the race and you've you know you've just gone too fast at, 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 at the start or something like that yeah. and having an off day but uh, uh i'd say 90 percent of the guys say they go through a bad patch somewhere through the run and then mm. you know come right and that's so you've got to expect it there's there's days like my 1978 run where you Everything went perfectly the whole yeah. run, you know, or very sort of few and far between. Yeah. yeah, you almost have one run like that in your in your career. Um, mm. And Alan, what what is what was your highlight of the route? And and was there a part that you were always like, oh no, I'm dreading this hill? Or I know some people have favourite hills or this and that. No, my my favourite was was always the the down runs, like running down in Chonga and down down Fields Hill and down Butters Hill, because like I said, I was you know I was a pretty good downhill runner. Yeah. Uh, so the, the up runs, I don't, I don't enjoy you know like Fields and Boot and <laughs> Chonga, they just they just long slogs for me. Yeah. 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 For people but who haven't uh, run that route, if you in KZN. Um, there's beautiful like markers along along the side with comrades mm. plaques which show you these different hills. So if you go just incorporate one of those into your long run and then and then tell us how it went. Yeah, we didn't have, well we didn't have markers or anything. There were no signboards to yes, say this is Virtus Hill or yes in Chongo or anything like that. And you know, coming from Joburg I've never been there, so I never I, I never knew where the hills were or when to expect them. So oh. uh, And yeah. sometimes you must have felt like when are they gonna end? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Alan, one of the other thing, cool uh, things I didn't know about was the hat trick club. Um, I can't remember who who coined this term, and I think it was also one of the the journalists who who interviewed you. Um, but the hat trick win, I think that was winning three years in a row. Yeah. Yeah, and I think there's only are there only four or five of you in that club that have that have won three years in a row. Uh, well, it is. In a road, uh, it was Dave Bagshaw and obviously Bruce and myself. Yeah. And I think one recent, I don't think it recently, uh, 
Because I don't think Jackie Meckler actually did a hat-trick. He did five wins, but I don't think he got three in a row. And, and Wally as well. Uh, I don't think Wally also got five wins, but they weren't. He got one very early and then two and then missed a year for the Commonwealth Games, I think, and then one another two. So, yeah, there's only a handful of us that have yeah. actually got hat-tricks, yeah. And the, the pressure going, I mean, say, the third year into your hat-trick, Alan, where now you're known by the running community, mm. you've, you've got an expectation on yourself. I mean, did you, did you find that quite tough to deal with or did you kind of just put your head down and, and do, do a run? No, you had quite a bit of a pressure, you know, you know, from the, the press always phoning you and asking you how, how fit you are and how you're going to do and everything like that. So, and, you know, obviously, you know, all your friends, your, your running friends and social friends and that, uh, you know, always asking how fit you are, are you going to do it and, and yeah. that type of thing. So it, uh, it was quite a bit of pressure, yeah. Mm. And Alan, I think um, part of the hat trick or one of the years that, that you took the win was uh, 1980. There was a huge, uh, it was coined, there was a huge battle for the win between you and Bruce Fordyce. What, what was the huge battle? I couldn't find any info. No, we, we were just running to, together uh, for qu quite a long way, you know, sort of pushing each other. And uh, it was right, sort of right until. I think it was about the top of Fields Hill. Oh, okay, and yeah. then I just suddenly, uh, for some reason, which I've, I've never ever had before or or since, and I, I just got a terrible stitch. Uh, and I just couldn't couldn't hold on to him, and he ran away from me down Fields Hill. And then uh, the, the stitch went away, I'd, but by then I fell back to fifth place. Oh, wow. Just, uh, I just couldn't run it. And... Uh, and then I started coming back and I, t I came back into second place, but uh, then Bruce had got f far too much of a lead. I couldn't, couldn't catch him, but uh, we just, yeah, we raced each other, you know, just tried to push each other and yeah. try different tactics and everything, <laughs> but it just didn't work. And uh, yeah, that's basically what happened, yeah. And um, Alan, did you did you share a lot of kind of kilometers with, with Bruce um, in, in training or did you see each other often or was it more you would just kind of see one another at the Comrades event? We actually never trained together ever. He had his own group of, of uh, training friends and I had my own group, so we, uh, we only sort of, you know, ran races and that that type of thing, and uh, you know, we've, we've we've always been very good friends uh, yeah. and that, but uh, actually never ever trained together. I think also probably because it, you know his first couple of years he was a student, so he could he could train at seven or eight o'clock in oh, the morning. Okay. Uh, Before whereas, class. Whereas I was working, so I had to get up at half past four in the morning and, and train and that type of thing, and yeah. and then. Weekend runs he would do with all his Vitz guys, and I would do my weekend runs with uh, Jim's and Kelly's guys. So. Okay, no, that's amazing. I know you Bruce, also really um, kind of well well known name. And um, when I think when was your when was your last comrades win, Alan? Was nineteen eighty. Okay, and then c kind of continuing to show up to get all those back to backs. I mean, 40, 42 years consecutive, that is 
crazy. I mean, mm. do they have a color for the, that a number of bibs? I know, like they they're probably having to create categories. No, there's nothing. Went. No, you still just get your green number. Although now that you're over forty, instead of them putting your actual race number on your thing, they put, they put your name on. Oh, okay, that's uh, cool. And then some people run past you and they say. You know, novices will run past you and say, "Why have you got Alan on your thing and not 1704? And I have to <laughs> say, uh, I've been if, if you look down, you'll see I've done over 40. That's why the, my name's on there. Yeah, you know, you're so like, you, I, I deserve to have my name, yeah. my name on there. Yeah. And um, Alan, showing up, I mean, year in, year out, the motivation to keep training. I mean, is that just, were you easily motivated? Did you ever have kind of dips that you went through? No, it's, you know, I, I just enjoy running. You know, I've got to go out and run just about every day still now. And mm. uh, uh, I've never really not wanted to run. You know, I was very disappointed after uh, my health issues that uh, I, I couldn't run for a couple of years, you yeah. know, because then, then I ran it, you know, last year when they had it in August, I ran it. And yes. And then my knee gave me a bit of trouble, but it seemed so uh, I couldn't run this past year. And uh, but it seems to be, you know, the knee up in January. It's a year, so yeah. I'm starting to run a bit better again. So we'll see. I want to try half marathon in January or February and see how it goes. If okay. It lasts. Yeah. And then maybe we'll see you back at that comrades start line. I'll I'll be there to watch definitely. Yeah. yeah but whether I'll be on the start line, I don't know. <laughs> and Alan, w is it something that I mean, if the knee comes together and you you feel good, would you just kind of keep going back to run, just yeah. for the enjoyment? Just, yeah, yeah, just for the enjoyment. I enjoy going out. You know, like these days, you know, going in the mornings, run eight or ten k's, and that's yeah. a, but it's very social. You know, you stop at the beaches and yes, look, look for the whales. <laughs> <laughs> and Alan, your times. I mean, your most recent time last year. What did you run, your comrades in? Uh, last year I did about, uh, I think it was 10.35 or something okay. like that, yeah. Okay, amazing. Mm. And just ta and totally different, I mean, seeing the kind of mid-pack mid runners as opposed to running at the front, is that a different experience? Yeah, it is a different experience. And, you know, I tried to stay with a 10.5-hour bus at one stage with a 10-hour bus, and then yeah. I realized it was because, you know, I'm not, not very fit or anything like that. I, I only decided to do it at the last minute. I, did I the, remember. I did the very last, because, uh, you know, I was, I was still going to qualify, and I did the the very last qualifying run in East London, which was about two days before, uh, you know, qualifying runs had to yeah, be done. And yeah. uh, I managed to qualify then, so I thought, and that was my only long run for comrades. I didn't yeah, do crazy. anything else. So, so you're just taking so this. I was really unfit, so I thought I'd just join the 10 hour bus, but. And hang on. Towards the end, I slowed down and sort of just finished for the 10 and a half hour bus just behind. No, amazing. And and advice for those training for comrades, like what what would advice would you give? What is the key to showing up every year? You know, you've got to be. Uh, I think you've got to be motivated to run the race. You know, you, you've got to put in all the training, and uh, I say to guys, you, and and you get your qualifying time in, you know, early, so that then you know it's just sort of a weight off your shoulders that you've you've got it done, and then you can still you can still get a better qualifying time. You still got about four months to do another one if you want to improve your seeding and that type of thing. Yeah. But you've got to do you've got to do long runs, you know. 
you know, you hear of guys uh, saying, oh, we went and did the, um, I always used to do the RSC uh, long run in, in Joburg. Yeah. And uh, guys would say, I went and did, it was a 64K run. And the guys would say, I went and did the RAC run, but, but my wife picked me up at 40Ks. So I said, well, then you didn't do the long run, did you? Yeah. You know? <laughs> so and that's, that's what guys do. But you've, you've got to get in quite a few, quite a few long runs, you know. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you want to improve your times, you've got to put in things like, like speed work and hill work and that, that type of thing. You can't yeah. just go out in the morning and do your normal 10K social plot with your friends. You know, yeah. you've got to reduce a lot of your training has got to be hard stuff. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think sometimes we shy away from the hard workouts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. I know getting those long runs in sometimes after a full training week is tough. Mm. Yeah. Um, now I often say, I remember one story with my daughter. She said she and her husband went and ran the t- time trial up in Joburg. So I said, so what time did you do? So she said, no, we just we just ran along and chatted. And I said, well, time trial is not for social bonding; it's for racing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna remember that uh, for the next Kaui stride as well. I'm gonna tell Andrew and them we're not chatting today. We're yeah. gonna race. Time trial is called a time trial for a reason. Yeah, yeah. no, that's awesome. Yeah. And that club setup and and being able to pitch and see your improvement. I think when you at the start of the year when you start training versus just before comrades. And I see that with a lot mm. of the the guys that I train. Um, and that they start to all of a sudden something clicks and those long runs, they they can just go and do 30, 40 Ks on a Saturday and feel great and yeah. get up the next day and run again. Yeah. No, you've got to train it. If you just, you know, you'll do certain times, be doing certain times and just feel you're not improving. But as soon as you start doing a bit of speed work and, you know, quality stuff and everything like that, you know, it'll, it'll take, might take you about four or five weeks and then suddenly you'll see your time will suddenly start improving and yeah. going like that but uh, it's, it's not uh, an overnight thing uh, to suddenly improve yeah yeah it takes time yeah. i think um i had a one of my first actually was he my first coach yeah when i got to university i never kind of ran and then uh, the first time i joined this group they did speed work but that day they were doing h- hills and miles so you would do this long like a 200 meter hill and then run back to the bottom and you had about 15 seconds and then you would try and do a, a fast mile and they did mm. five of those and I, I think I did two and then I had to like sit down next I couldn't mm. keep up I couldn't um, and then the I remember that coach said to me it will take a year for you to run well like comfortably with this group like mm. for three months you'll be able to finish the set then six months you'll be in the middle and then if you stick it out you'll run Mm. well and that's what happened yeah uh, no you're right yeah yeah and i think people you need to put the the time the time in um and alan going uh looking back on on everything if there was one thing you could change what would that be um i suppose i would have liked to have been in, in my early years of of Probably met guys, more, more guys, more experience, and guys who could have given me you know, a, a more advice and, yeah. and that type of thing, uh, you know, on training, on racing, how to take it. Because, you, know, uh, you know, I started out just going racing. You know, I didn't know how to pace myself and you know, that type of thing. And uh, also, 
I would have liked to keep my logbooks and that yeah. just, for, just for interest sake and that type of thing. But uh, no, no, I've really enjoyed it. I can't say I would have wanted too many changes. I've had a, I've had a good run in life. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just sometimes that, that mentorship or people knowing, but someone has to mm. be first. I mean, yeah. you wouldn't have found a mentor to say, this is how you run a mm. sub 530, you know. And even mm. then, Alan, there's only a handful of people who have done that today still. Um, do you have do you have um, kind of top athletes contacting you to ask about how, how the stuff goes? I mean, do you, I, I can imagine that registration, you meet quite a few of them. Yeah, I'd, I'd meet quite a you know few of them, but you know I'm part of the old school now. You know the younger guys don't even know who who Alan Rob is or anything <laughs> like that anymore. So uh, no, we he, we need he, all your guys' advice. But uh, yeah, we go there, and uh, uh, you know I, I suppose another thing I would have liked is you know I'm I'm not a good public speaker like Bruce is. You know, and I suppose I. I, I People often say I've got, I must have lots of stories to tell and everything like that, but uh, I'm a, very much a, 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 an introvert and <laughs> I can't stand up in front of people and give talks and stuff like yeah. that. Where I, I suppose I could could give lots of advice to people and that type of thing, but I, I shy away from anything like that. We're going to have to try and get you to write a book, Alan, and people no. can read the book instead of... <laughs> it's instead too of late now. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're... Alan, and and um, meeting someone, I think I'm sure you've met Gerda Stein, meeting someone like her and chatting to her and seeing the times that she's running and how she keeps improving. I mean, from the women's field, I mean, w w was there a competitive female field when you ran or did that only come years later? It wasn't hugely, you know, because women were only allowed to run comrades. I think it was for the first time it was 76, I think, or 75. Oh, wow. With, uh, and so it, it, it wasn't hugely competitive and uh, you you very seldom saw women running marathons or anything like yeah. that in, this, uh, in the sort of 70s. And then it slowly started, uh, uh, more and more of them started, started running. So, uh, but now, now I, I know her, you know, I've chatted to her a couple of times and that, uh, she's, she's done amazing times. Eh? She's yeah. done run really well. And uh, uh, it's becoming more and more competitive amongst the the women athletes. Yeah. yeah, no, it's amazing, and yeah, I think I'm I'm excited to see where the times can go. I hope that the, mm. that we continue to see great performances and people push past the records. Well, when you see what the women's world record for the marathon is now, it's unbelievable. I know, two eleven or something like that. And she, uh, when I saw, I think I'm trying to remember, I can't remember the athlete's name, but when she ran in, she looked so fresh coming yeah, in there and yeah. young, young girl. Yes, uh, yeah. yeah. No, so we'll see what years of training does. Yeah, these East African athletes seem to have different genes to the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that endurance gene, I think you were saying you're not naturally fast. I mm. think some people have that, that endurance gene just born, they are yeah, born mm. with that. Um, and Alan, I mean, hopefully we will see you back on the comrade start line but the future uh, in terms of running for you are you just are you just going to continue running um for for as long as you can yeah just as long as my legs carry me uh, yeah. obviously just going to get slower and slower <laughs> but yeah no, i still enjoy going out for a run in, in the mo every morning yeah. and any specific race that you still want to do or do you feel like you've you've done no, what you wanted to 
So I think I've done everything I want to do, but uh, I'm just going to pick a couple of the local races here and do them in the next year or so. See nice. What short, the shorter races. And um, Alan, our, our always our closing or our, our round of question for, for everyone is what is your favorite trail and why? But I think I can ask you what is your favorite road, road run route or time trial and, and why? What is your go-to? Well, Comrades has always been my favorite run my favorite run yeah um i've always quite uh, marathons i've always uh enjoyed uh, the bus marathon in in east london and uh, i enjoy trail running although I'm, I'm not good at trail running because of my, my style of running you know i've got a like a like they call me a, a shuffling style <laughs> because I, I don't lift my feet and i often fall so but i enjoy trail running just to just to get out and do yeah. do them yeah no amazing Hopefully we'll get you onto some of the trails more often, yeah, Alan. Yeah. yeah, that's where I spend yeah. all of my time. Um, yeah, Alan, cool. Thank you. This has been amazing. It's really incredible to hear how how you got into the sport, what it took to kind of keep showing up year after year. And yeah, I hope people can, can listen to this and feel inspired whether they're doing their first comrades or their, their tenth, uh, just to, to keep going and show up for that, that incredible race day. No, it's been good. I just, uh, hope, hope everybody's enjoyed it and whatever and get out on the road and go and run. It's good for you. Yeah, it's good for you. <laughs> that it is. <laughs> Great, Alan. Thanks so much. Okay, pleasure. There you have it, everyone. Some great insights and stories from Alan Robb about what it takes to win the Comrades, run a sub 5.30 time, the ins and outs of, of how he trained and he just got down to it. I hope that you could all take something away from this. And it's just great to have these legends sharing their knowledge and insights from years of showing up and, and getting it done. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you guys next week for our next episode.